Jerry, how are you, my man? Yo, bro. How's it going, man? Sound is perfect. Yeah, I can hear you, man. Beautiful. There we go. How's life, bro? It's good. Yeah? It's good, yeah. It's a bit turbulent, but it's good. Yeah, it's all yeah. good, man. A bit of chaos. Yes. Keeps us uh, on our toes, eh? Yes, yes. How are you keeping? How's business? How's yeah. life? Um, business is good. I mean, it's uh, we're adapting to all of these kind of changes. We had an online component anyway, so we've just kind of drilled more into that. Um, and uh, like the the in-house stuff, obviously, is on hold. You know, like the in-person stuff, the, the the trainings and stuff. We're just, yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be doing one this week, next week, but yeah, man. Like, like it's a maximum of ten gathering you know, over here. So it's just, yeah, yeah it's nice, man. <laughs> yes, it's a funny, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, am I breaking the law if I bring 12 people? Am I breaking the law if I bring 20, you know? Well, the thing is, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that, but the, the venues that we, uh, that we're at, they won't break the law, you know? Exactly. Yes. No, I know. It's, it's a rock and a hard place. It's so much nonsense. <laughs> it, it, it's really crazy. Like if we had our first healing center built already, mate it, we'd be doing our trainings there, there would be no stopping you know yes. like the ufc have you been watching have you been watching dana white with the ufc he's got his apex building going nah he just got it built in time he reckons just like what you're saying there they had a little bit of trouble for a few fights it started a backlog but then he got he got he got the go-ahead in his um purpose-built arena in in vegas called the apex building so yeah that would have been nice nice yeah he's lead, he's leading the way there with sports and athletes getting them back that's cool yeah yeah that's a good that's good man yeah are, are, are people watching like the crowds and pay-per-view only no 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 fans so doesn't so mm -hmm. the fighters are saying it's a little bit different it's a little bit weird with regard you don't hear any fans and you can hear the corners very clearly yeah but um yeah i'm not a massive fan but i've been catching a bit of what's going on there he's definitely he's got back to where he should have been you know like for all the the, the say the, yeah. the events that were penciled in, he's got back to where he where he needed to be to to get back on schedule for his events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we could do that. I mean, we could help. We we could do our trainings like um, virtually, but it's 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 a bit different. Like it, it, we we need that that interaction, you know. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not a necessity, but it's just better, yes. you know. Yes. How long are you in business, Jerry? How long are you doing this specific work? And um, I started Star Magic in 2016, like four years ago. <clears throat> yeah, it's only only a new business, really. Wow. Yeah, young man. Um, and healing, uh, uh, healing. I've been really doing it like it, it happens. Really, I mean, I didn't used to be into healing. I mean, healing. I used to think it was bullshit. I didn't even even know about healing at one point in my life. I didn't believe in God spirit the universe anything esoteric and then i kind of went on my journey which started in 2006 and then heal a few healing things just happened like shortly afterwards and it just kind of like took me on this journey and then in 2016 you know enough was enough and i ended up starting the business so yeah i mean i used to be a criminal smuggling drugs for a living and lots of high-level bank fraud, and I was really happy doing that, to be honest with you, because it was easy, I earned lots of money, and it, it, for my lifestyle then, it was perfect, but things change, you know? 
Very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I just sense that there's so much, I said to you in the voice note that I did put across to you, I sense that there's so much potential in common there in so many ways this could go. So I'm, I'm looking forward to where this actually goes. So when you're saying that, like, did that journey of your old life or your past life, you like stop in 2006 with a, with a, with a pain point or did you kind of... <laughs> it was a period, man. I mean, I didn't let go of that old life easily. Yeah. You know, I held on to it for dear life, really, to be honest with you, because it was kind of what I knew and it was easy. And, and there was all of this kind of like judgment, you know, like what are people going to think of me if I start coming out and talking about aliens and, you know, that all of this stuff. And uh, so I kind of like just, I told certain people and I tried to convert people. Do you know what I mean? That this was the right way to go. But, you know, people just thought I was nuts, man. And, um, but yeah, the universe just kept beating me and saying, Jerry, wake up, wake up. And yeah. And, and, and it just slowly, I kind of crossed over, you know, and, and even when I really actually crossed over, I still had so much temptation. Jerry, do you want to get involved in this or that? And, you know, it was like, mm, nah, I can't man. You know, and some, there, there were a couple of times at the start when I did and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. You know, so I just, uh, and, and so it was like yo-yoing for a little while, yes. you know, going backwards and forwards and yeah. Well, I couldn't see that. Would you, would you reckon that your, your new life or the new experiences are starting to get more momentum there? I kind of, that's the way I try and teach it. When you get that new little result, the old habits do die hard. I can die hard sometimes, but you, you're, aware, you're way more aware of how you're feeling when you go back down that way because you have this new experience of you know, whether it's aliens or whether it's just a new career or whatever, you're getting that new traction, which definitely helps the transition where it eventually comes a point where you say, nah, that's not for me anymore. Yeah. I mean, like for me, you know, all of this kind of like invisible, esoteric, illusory stuff beyond the veil um, was so far-fetched. And like when I woke up, I was in a car accident. Like um, I was in a, in, a, in a taxi with my ex-wife and kids traveling um, from a place in Romania called Piatra Nampt back to Bucharest Airport one morning. I was asleep in the taxi and the taxi actually ran three ladies over. And one of them came through the windscreen, smashed me in the face, got flipped over the car and died. Second one had her ankles cut off. Third one was physically okay. So I had this kind of like experience where I mean, I was asleep when I woke up um, and, and I didn't know what happened. I didn't know a lady had come through the windscreen. There was just glass and wind and all of this sort of stuff. And the car was swaying. And um, when the car came to a stop, I got out of the car, looked up the road. There was two ladies lying on the side of the road, one with her ankles cut off. And there was what looked like a dead body further up the road. And I was kind of fixated on it. I've walked past the ladies. Um, a guy had come out from a nearby factory. He was on the blower. So I thought you must have called the emergency services. And I walked up towards this, this lump on the ground. I saw it was a dead body, but hovering over a body was this energy. And, and I'd never seen anything like this. And I'm shaking my head like, come on, just go, <laughs> you know? But, and, and it wouldn't. And I was shaking it and shaking it and shaking it. And it was just still there. And I got closer and closer. And this energy just kind of like fizzled into the ether. And um, I looked down at the lady's body. Her legs were wrapped up over her head. And... Uh, and I looked up to the heavens and I just said, thank you. It was like someone had taken an old car to the scrap heap and this soul, this energy, whatever was inside the body had no, long, no, no use for this vessel anymore. So boom, it had gone on its merry way. And I kind of saw the, 
the, the, the life and death scenario and that what happens afterwards is whatever is actually inside the body doesn't actually die, it just goes somewhere. And it's fully intact, just outside of the body. And I looked up and I just said, I said, thank you. And I wanted a whiskey and a cigarette. And I don't even drink whiskey and I don't smoke cigarettes, but I really, really wanted a whiskey and a cigarette. It felt like a kind of a time to like celebrate. And that's how it felt, which might sound a little bit weird. But the reason I'm sharing this is because this was a real impactful event. And, and now I look back on my life, I see lots of little things that happened where the universe tried to say, come on, Jerry, you need to wake up, man. But I, I was just so engrossed into my 3D reality that I just kept going and, and, and ignored all the signs. But this was like, you know, someone smashing me in the face, me actually seeing the soul with my real eyes, not my mind's eye. It was actually there, like looking at this bottle of water. Wow. So when you sat, have those kind of like um, interactions, you can't, you can't deny it. You know, when it actually happens to you, like if, if, if you'd have told me about this story before it happened to me, I thought this guy's nuts, man. You know, but when it actually happens, you just can't deny it. You know, you can't. Oh, deny it. That, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's the big one, isn't it, right now in, in the world where there's so much chaos, there's so much anxiety, there's so much depression, there's so much numbing, and whether it's online shopping or coffee or porn, there's so much. And then you speak about something like this and you're the mad guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's, such a, it's such a polarizing uh, state of affairs sometimes. But I, I'm with you on that. I was the guy, me and my brother, all this stuff, I would have ripped the piss out of you. I would have just laughed at you. I would have called you a phrase like reborn or a Jehovah Witness or something and just shut the door on everything for yeah. so long until my knocks are from the universe or whatever. My, my, my buying started to get too loud just in a, in, a, in, a, in a suffering way, in a way like always having stuff, kind of happy-go-lucky, able to party my way through things, rob Peter to pay Paul, just happy-go-lucky and then all of a sudden, this this just wasn't this wasn't my friend anymore, you know. And I, that that was my journey of that that was my knocks. And then all of a sudden you're speaking this language, talking about sense and energy. Like when you say stuff like the energy above the thing, I'm starting to feel so much more because I'm not so tunnel vision or focused. So I really want to really open this conversation up for more normal people who kind of find spirituality or find energy or. And I'm very intrigued as to where your journey went from there as well. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean after that. <clears throat> um, a few months later, my ex-missus had a headache and um, I, I just thought for some reason I can take it out of your head. So I've walked over to her, she's lying down on the bed with a, with a severe migraine and I looked in her head and I could see the headache, it was green, like this green energy. And I grabbed it and just pulled it out and, and just kind of just chucked it away. And, um, and she got up off the bed like she never had a headache and I was like, oh, that's a little bit weird. But I just kind of just carried on, you know? Like I'm one of those people that just takes things in their stride. When, I'm, when, when, I, when I get a bit of information, I'm curious about it. So that happened around the same sort of time as the car accident. There was another experience that happened. Um, again, my ex-missus, who's been a big catalyst in my whole wake-up process. She, um, she came downstairs one night. I was watching TV. This is like maybe 2005, 2006. And... Um, she looked at me and she said, Jerry, every time I, I, I close my eyes, I hear all these dark voices and see all these dark images. And she said, when I'm pushing the pushchair down the road in the daytime, it feels like something that's trying to make me push the pushchair into the cars. And I was like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? But I said, okay, so let's, let, you know, in my, I'm like, you know, okay, what do you want to do about it? You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, let's just pretend this stuff's happening, you know? So 
she says, okay, I want to phone my friend who's a priest. So this lady comes around the house, this priest, she's putting crosses up, she's dousing the house and all this stuff. <coughs> and I'm sat there like drinking, man, and then this is like something out of the poltergeist or something. So anyway, she calms my missus down, she goes to bed. And then the next day I went to see a mate of mine. And I said, listen, this really weird thing happened in our house last night. He said, you, I've got to introduce you to this lady. So he gave me this telephone number. He said, give her a buzz. So I phoned up and she didn't answer. Anyway, she calls me back a little bit later and she said, what's been happening? So I told her the story and she said, where do you live? And, and I, all I said to her was 316 Richmond Road. I didn't give her any of the rest of the address. She said, hold on a minute. And the phone's gone quiet and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And she's gone, have you been knocking some walls down in your house? I said, well, actually, we've just moved in and we're renting it. But the previous owner has clearly built an extension. She said, yeah, you've got an angry old man in your house. So I thought, what is going on, man? Like an angry old man. I said, okay, let's say there's an angry old man. Can you please help me get rid of him? She said, yeah, no problem. So I said, when are you going to come down to London? I was living in London and she was like the other side of the country. She said, oh, I don't need to do that. You know, I can do it from here. So I'm thinking, what do you mean you can do it from there? So I put the phone put down. Put him on. Yeah, I, I put the phone down. I went home and I said to my missus, I said, listen, I said, I know I didn't tell you I was going to speak to anyone about this, but I spoke to someone about what happened last night. And this lady reckons there's an angry old man in the house. And my ex-wife turns around and says, yeah, I know, I've seen him. So I thought, okay, you're telling me you've seen an angry old man. This lady that you, you've never met before, you've got no common friends, you could never possibly have spoken. She's telling me there's an angry old man. There must be some truth to it. So I phoned this lady back up and I said, listen, I don't know what you do, but I want to come and see you. So anyway, I went to see this lady and she did past life regression and she helped put people uh, in prison using her psychic abilities when the police couldn't solve crimes and stuff. Very knowledgeable lady. So I went and saw her, I had my first past life regression, then ended up going to see her like two, three times a week for several years. And she taught me a lot. And, and it, it gave me a kind of a real good jump start on what I needed to know. So that happened, and then, then we ended up moving to New Zealand, and um, a friend of mine had a, a, a car accident. So her partners phoned up and said, can you help? And I was like, well, how am I gonna help? I'm in New Zealand. But my intuition said, go and lie on the beds and get your crystals out. So I've got my crystals out, I've laid down on the bed, and all of a sudden I was inside a hospital room, and all this energy and light started pouring out of my hands. And I started putting her body back together. And the doctors had said, you're probably you know, gonna be in hospital for a year or so, you may never walk again. Um, but I did this every day for a couple of weeks and she walked out of hospital with a Zimmer frame in, I think it was 12 weeks. And the doctors were flabbergasted. And I was thinking to myself, did I do something? Didn't I do something? It's just, just my crazy imagination. But when she came out of hospital, she phoned me up and she said, Jerry, I woke up one night, looked at the side of my bed and said, what are you doing here? She saw me in a hospital room, but I was, in, I was the other side of the world. So I started thinking, you know, there must be some more to this imagination stuff than, than meets the eye. So around this time, I met an old guy called Michael. He taught me how to meditate. He had a pyramid in his garden, a copper pyramid. I used to go and sit in it every day. And I used to meditate with
with my eyes open. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, 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 cool, bro. Just continue, yeah? Yeah, from the pyramid in the garden, meditating with your eyes open. That's where you stop. So I went, it went up the doors, went into the into the into this space, and it was the Last Supper. And everyone was sat around the table. They're eating food. Jesus has given his Last Supper sermon, and I was Matthew, just sat there. And I looked out the window, and there was this massive spacecraft. It was ginormous, and um, they were just showing me, you know, that spacecrafts, extraterrestrials. They've been around since you know whenever, and. Um, Anyway, I had this experience, came out, walked back into the garden, back into my, into, my, into my meditation space. And then two weeks later, I'm sat in the, in the pyramid again, and a little space pod comes and lands down by the right-hand side in the, in the garden. It was like a, a craft big enough for maybe two people or two beings. And um, there was a blue being inside of it. So I brought my light out of my body. I've gone across the garden, got in the spacecraft, and this blue being, flew me through a tunnel of light for about four or five seconds. We came out the other side and we were above a beach. There was water, sand. I've got out of this craft, walked up the beach and there was 200 blue beings at least. And um, they were all about six and a half foot tall. Some of them maybe seven foot tall. They had no clothes on. They didn't have a sex, they were androgynous. All of them kind of like had like six packs or eight packs. They looked really fit and healthy. And um, they gave me a hug. And um, I knew that they were Lyran. I knew that I was on Alpha Centauri. And I'd never heard of Lyrans or Alpha Centauri. And I just started to know stuff like how, how they birthed and what kind of foods they ate and all this sort of stuff just kind of came into my awareness. And then when they hugged me, it felt like I was home. Like the love, man, the love was indescribable. Like my whole body, it was like I didn't have a body. It was just I was just melted into this kind of space of nothingness, and it was just it was just magical, and I could feel the emotions like welling up inside of me, and yeah, it was, it was amazing. And then they kind of cleared a path and took me forwards through some woods or jungle, and to this building that was made of light. And then they took me inside and introduced me. Uh, the only way I can describe it is like a chief or an elder, like a really ancient one of these blue lyrans. And I knelt down on the floor and all of this orange light started pouring down from my crown chakra. And there was like um, like geometrical code inside of it, but it wasn't like structured geometry like you see in textbooks here on planet earth. It was this kind of like biological, like um, geometrical code that morphed and shifted and changed as it floated through the empty space. And this got downloaded into me. As soon as it finished, and I don't know how long I was there for, um, it just kind of ended and, and two Lyrans picked me up underneath my shoulders, underneath my armpits. They frog marched me back to the space pod, stuck me inside, flew me back through the tunnel and I was back in the garden. And I was thinking, what is going on, man? And we, we, we just set up a health and fitness business, like a mixed martial arts gym in, um, in, in New Zealand. And things were going really, really well. And nothing else around this time happened. I was still meditating, but I wasn't having any like really kind of crazy experiences. And then maybe a year or so later, I just woke up one morning and said to, my, to, to the missus and kids, we've got to go back to England. And they were like, dad, we've just set up you know, here, like life's amazing. We don't want to go. 
And I was like, I don't know, we've just got to go. And like, I was just badgering them every day for a couple of weeks and pestering them. And in the end, they said, okay, let's do it. So we put a manager in charge at the gym, put our whole house in storage and flew back to England. And then I was out running one morning and I saw some fairies around the tree. And I'm stopped, stopped, I've looked at the fairies and I'm thinking, you know, okay, this fairies, I'm seeing fairies now, what's going on? And then an angel came down and he says, my name's Archangel Gabriel, you need to write a book. So I'm like, okay, what's the book supposed to be called? He said, it's called Into the Light, it's about your life story. So I was like, okay, I ran home, opened up my laptop and wrote this book. And then I published it. And then once I'd published it, I started seeing all of this geometry in the empty space. And it was the same geometry that was in the orange download of light. So I was saying to my guides, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? And they were saying, you've got to meditate, Jerry. You're just not meditating enough. So I started getting up every morning at five o'clock with my son. And we were meditating for two hours. And we were going into these um, like mystery schools underneath the pyramids in Egypt. And we were sat in these classrooms. And, and the desks were like those old wooden desks you get when you're a kid at school. You know, the ones you lift up and put your pencils and all that sort of stuff in. So we're sat at these and I'm looking around and there's loads of other people. They're all humans, like from all different walks of life. And we're in this classroom and, the, and a guy was at the front and it was Thoth. And he was getting out these scrolls and on the scrolls there was codes. And it was the same codes I was seeing in the empty space, the same codes from the orange download of light. And he was showing us how to use these codes to heal people. So we went every morning for two hours for nine months without fail and they were just showing us more and more information they showed us loads of other stuff underneath the pyramids like spacecrafts and all these different portals to mars and different things which were really cool but the main thing was to show us how to heal after the nine months people just started coming into my life that needed healing and um i was just you know trying this stuff and it was working and i kept trying thinking you know maybe it won't work on this person and it just kept working. And I was thinking, you know, there's something to this stuff. And then it's interesting, like, again, my ex-missus, she was in the library and um, a book jumped out of the shelf. And the book was by an Irish guy and his name was Joe the Diviner and he was a healer. And she said, I think you need to read this book, Jerry. So anyway, I read this book and he was just a normal dude that started a healing business. So I was like, I've just got to do this stuff. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, I started, um, I went to a, a, a mind, body, spirit festival and just just put, made these little flyers up saying energy healing. And um, I, I did a competition, like put your name in the hat and you can get a free healing. So anyway, about 70 or 80 people put their names down and I phoned every single one and said, you got a free healing just so I could practice. So I, I went through all of these, this big long list of people and everyone was getting phenomenal results. So I started going, going and seeing them and saying, would you give me a testimonial? And they all gave me testimonials. And that's how I launched the business. You know, in 2016, Star Magic started. And as soon as I started it, the Lyrans came to see me again. And they said, Jerry, you need, to, you need to build healing centers. They actually took me to a hill near where I live and um, uh, showed me this, uh, the Christ consciousness grid of the planet and all of these little dots spread around it. And the dots, I said, what are they? They said, they're healing centers, you've got to build them. And I said, well, if I build them, who's going to run them? They said, well, you've got to train people. So that's when I, I, I decided to do the training program. And then I, I made the training program up, set a date, put it online, it filled up. And they told me to write a book on Star Magic, so I did that. And I've just been following it, following this kind of process. I'm just like someone that's just being told what to do. You know, I'm just kind of following orders. 
I'm not really, you know, it's just feels like my mission, you know? And, and recently, well, last year we bought um, our first bit of land, like 49 acres in Madeira. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to Romania to buy another 10 acres. So we started buying the land now to build these things. And going back four years, there was just no star magic. And these blue beings are telling me all this stuff's going to happen. And now it's actually happening. You know, it's, it's just, it's mind blowing, really. And, and back 14 years ago, I was smuggling drugs. So, I, you know, this whole kind of thing just unfolded and happened. And I, I've just surrendered to it now. I don't fight it. I just go with the flow. And um, so, yeah. Powerful. Yeah. And, and, and I think the, mo the most important message really is that, you know, anyone can change. If I can be a non-believer, if I can be someone that thinks all of this stuff is crazy, you know, not, it's not even on my radar. And then now it's my, it's my, whole, my whole radar. You know, I wake up every single morning eating this stuff, breathing this stuff and, and sharing this stuff with humanity. And I just want everybody to be free and to, to realize the power in their own heart, their own consciousness. Yeah. So if I can do it, anyone can. Yeah. Yeah. There's no excuses, you know? Yeah. Where did you learn to meditate like that where you travel? Like the vivid, the, the, how vivid your visions are and how vivid the experiences are is really, that's profound to me. Did that happen from... So I'm seeing like going from being an unbeliever to being so vivid in your meditations. There's a there's a period of time where you gotta not get scared, right? You got there's a period of time where because like, any sort of unknown kind of makes us kind of have a little bit of a jerk, and that's the piece that I admired by uh, when you watch Neil when when the computer starts talking to him. There's no fear. The computer yeah. starts talking to him and says, "I'm outside," and follow the white rabbit. And in that moment, I kind of recognise that's the level of fearlessness or courage, depending on what way you want to look at it, that you actually have to have to get onto your path or mission, would you, would you say that's on point? Definitely. You, I mean, fear can be a, a good tool if you harness it. Yes. You know, if you're, if you're scared of something, you feel those butterflies, you feel that energy. I mean, it can completely decapitate you or it can completely rise you up like a titan, you know, and it depends on how you kind of harness those emotions. So, Fear can be used as a tool if you if you know how to harness it. But again, it can cr it can crush people. So, um, you know, I mean, for me now, I mean, I sometimes feel a bit of fear. You know, my my, my body kind of tunes into the uncomfortableness of what a situation may be like. But I just don't pay any attention. I don't know how to not give something a go. You know, I just I, all I know is, is 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 keep going, keep moving be successful. I mean, back in 2004, 2004, maybe 2005, around that sort of time, like I, I was involved in a business and, and it went, it went south and I was out on the street with my missus and kids, like no home, no money. I had millions and then went to minus millions, you know, it, literally in weeks. And, um, it was the best, thing that ever happened to me it taught me so much and that was all happening around the start of my spiritual journey too so I was being stripped away of certain things and being kind of kicked onto this path but even in a situation like that I mean I wasn't like oh my god what are we gonna do it was like right how are we gonna survive today brilliant we've survived today let's get through tomorrow and let's just keep building you know if you just take one step at a time and, and just find a way everything will start to unfold but it's when you go into yourself and you start to panic and you go into that fear that there is no way you bring up all these walls all these barriers and everywhere looks impossible yeah but there's gold in every situation if you're prepared to dig and mine that gold then you're going to get through 
you're gonna dig a tunnel out round under whatever yeah. you know yeah. yeah and did that start to happen organically you you traveling or did your meditation teacher help you with that what actually happened is like i, I was meditating myself and, and and going on kind of journeys when, when i was told to meditate more by my guides and you know when we started going into these mystery schools what i started doing is really bringing the kids into it so we, we go on these journeys and stuff and then what i started doing um is it's just guiding them on journeys myself so i i just start telling them a story so we go into trees we'd play with pixies and fairies and we we'd start traveling around the galaxy and it just got more intense and more in depth and it was me telling stories to the kids that helped me like 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 be good at narrating these these meditations and guiding these meditations and then you know the the beings that I work with in the empty space. They showed me a lot more inf information on how to navigate the portals, how to check the the frequency bands that are around and within the space that you're traveling through to make sure it's safe. And because a lot of people try and do these kind of like intense, long, you know, interdimensional, multidimensional journeys, and the people that they take on these journeys end up getting a little bit, you know, effed up, you know, because they don't know how to handle the space as they're moving through time and space because there's a lot of stuff happening on. Everything's in the same space at the same time. So there's so much potential potential for infiltration. So it is kind of a skill set. And at the same time, you know, you've just got to be open-minded and, and ex, you know, expanded in your heart to kind of allow this process to unfold. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's something that I really enjoy doing and, and people get profound results from them. It's very unique. It's a very unique. Your meditation practices are very unique. And I only, I found you last year just after I'd done um, my integrated energy therapy. I done it. I done it. I, I heard. I interviewed this lady on a on a volunteer. I was volunteering on a radio station, and I interviewed this lady who she just started talking about. Like most of the time, it was non for profit, and it was really boring conversations. I didn't really like them to be honest. I was just getting the skills of presenting. But this lady, an Indian lady, come on and start talking about twelve strand DNA and. DNA activations and all this other stuff and I'm like whoa this is this is something that I got to follow and it's just one of those little things where I uh, connected with her afterwards went to our open day that she was promoting you know heard what she what she spoke about doing the energy thing and then I see then this is how I, I, I constantly say everything is energy because when you deal with stuff or when you go up a little level it's very easy to stay on the path mm -hmm. I found you and I seen you I seen what you were doing with no touch so I was so intrigued as to what you're moving there and I can just sense the power. And then it seems like it's a very unique thing that's coming through you. It's very, it's very, um, it, it wasn't there and now it's there through Jerry Sargent kind of thing, which is powerful. Yeah. And, and the thing is as well, like what I try and help everyone kind of, you know, grasp is that they can do it too. Yeah. You know, even if it's, if, if this has come down through me for the first time, maybe, I don't know, but if it has, I'm passing it on to other people and everyone that comes to our training, they can do this too. We should like, we share the knowledge and, and the wisdom in a way that people get it. You know, it's not airy fairy and like out there too much and, and, and really complicated. We bring it down to earth through these physical bodies and we show people that it doesn't matter who you are. You can be a dustman, dustbin man. You can be a nurse, you can be a doctor, a lawyer, a college student. It doesn't matter. You know, if you want to do this, we'll show you how to do it. You know, it's not rocket science, man. <clears throat> it's just, it's, 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 it's 
you know, quantum physics and, um, and uh, you know, energy. It's just energy, it's light, it's information, and it's available everywhere in the empty space, and we can just tap into it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the mindset sometimes. So when I'm, I'm, I'm constantly seeing that bridge, and I, can, I think it's the mindset, obviously the beliefs say that that doesn't exist, and then once they start to come back out of the way or those walls of fear start to drop, that's when little things start to open up. And I really feel that we're in a time and space right now where a lot, a lot of people are really starting to feel or experience some sort of esoteric or uh, miracle or some sort of magic, which is... I think we're really at a key point in time right now. I've seen you talking a little bit about it. There's so many different ways you can go. Like there's so much fraud and corruption and that's all dissolving in one sense and imploding from the inside. But then there's obviously just still a whole bunch of the of, of society that's over here thinking that these guys are telling the truth and seeing a lot of different parallel uh, uh, realities play out at the moment or different timelines is a way, another way of word. What's your thoughts on on where we are right now? Oh man, I mean, it's a massive question, bro. I mean, like, you know, we're, we're here on this earth. Yeah, we're here on this earth, like in these physical bodies. And, you know, there are timelines playing out. And, and what a lot of people are doing is they're getting a little bit mixed up and a little bit confused and it's dangerous because what they're doing is they've got this kind of idea in their head, either of what they've been taught, or what they believe in, or what they want to happen, their expectation of some kind of, you know, eventual outcome. So what people are doing is they're kind of picking bits from all this different information and trying to create it into something to fit their own narrative. And that is just completely and utterly dangerous because things are getting crossed over. It's frequency, it's vibration and energy. And you're mixing, you know, timelines uh, that don't need to be mixed. But that is the agenda of, you know, certain powers that be. They want to kind of confuse us and control us and put us into a state of fear that we don't know whether we're coming or going, confuse us with all this information so we get completely lost, lost in this external reality. And the most important thing is for people to go into their hearts and, and, and discover the truth. But everything in this external reality has uh, an inversion or a parallel. And if you look at what's been happening recently, like explain this on a few videos, but you've got, you've got COVID-19, yeah? And it has two meanings. And both of them are complete and utter parallels and opposites and in an inversion of each other. And one is dark and one is light. And the dark one is, you know, COVID-19, C in uh, Latin is three. And three means the angel of, the, of darkness or the angel of, of the, the, the bottomless pit or the angel of abyss. Ovid um, means um, sheep and 19 in Hebrew means slaughterhouse. So you've got the angel of the bottomless pit taking the sheep to the slaughterhouse. And if you look at CV19 in Chinese acupuncture, it means the thymus gland. And the thymus gland um, is the higher heart in spiritual terms. And once you activate your higher heart, you get your connection to the cosmos, you start to bring down your cosmic energy, it travels down through your central column, down into the planet, and we transmute um, light codes and share them with the, with the Earth's grids. And, and this is how we raise our vibration and our frequency and move through these higher frequency bands. So you've got the same thing, meaning two completely different opposites. And that actually is what is happening right now on planet Earth. You've got, there are, there are two streams. 
at the moment these two strings are going like this like like parallel to each other but they're going to go like this and they're going to drift off from each other and some people say the earth will split i mean i feel that the frequency on earth will definitely split and you know we could be in two different vibrational spaces some people on a lower vibration some people on a higher vibration um, and, and it's the choices that we make as a human species that are going to enable us to do that. The other thing to take into consideration is that the game doesn't end when you leave this physical reality. There's, there's, there's corruption and manipulation, you know, once you leave this physical earth. So when we leave this physical earth, there's, the, the, there's certain protocols in place by negative beings to, to bring our souls back to earth so they can re recycle and reharvest our energy. So as humans, as spiritual beings in this physical world, having a human experience, we have to really raise our levels of consciousness and awareness so we can start to understand this great big playing field. Now, once you understand it, we then really get choices, like real choices, because at the moment we're, our choices are limited because our level of awareness is limited. But as our level of awareness expands and our consciousness rises, so do our choices because we understand the full game you know at the moment it's like we've got a huge great big playing field or play, playing board but we only know a quarter of it or it's like you know you've got like a city but we've only driven down some streets we don't know the others exist because we've never driven down them you know but when you start to raise your levels of consciousness you start to get a bird's eye view of this whole game and then you can see all of the players all of the pieces all of the different choices that you can make or not make and then you can really start to play the game. And then you can really step into that kind of sovereign space of no fear, pure, unconditional love, because you know nothing can harm you. Because you know the rules, you know, but when you don't know the rules, it's easy for someone to come and, you know, trip you up, you know, send you back down the ladder. So it's, 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 it's a minefield of parallels and inversions that are all unfolding in the same space. And without us going in here, and really doing the inner work and diving into the shadows and unlocking that kind of magic from within, we're pretty stuffed as, 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 as individuals and as a species, you know? But some of us are gonna make it through, some of us are gonna go into a different space. I agree. Some aren't gonna make it through. That's my, that's my thought, is the fork in the road, like, because there's so many complexities to it, there's so many, even with the guys who, they mean well and their heart is in the right place a lot of the protesting that's going on or the or the argumentative attitude that's going on is very hateful and very not helping the greater picture because I'm, I'm i'm kind of getting into my mission as up leveling consciousness i've done enough on myself that's where i want to stay because that to me bypasses so much personal development i've spent so much time on personal development that when you go to the root of feeling dealing and healing with what's here that's what accelerates everything that I feel you're on that path as well. So when we're looking at the likes of getting angry about the politicians or phase five of how we reopen, there's so much frustration with what's, what we're allowing so much frustration to take space in our day. When we can see the aspect of the great awakening, we can see the aspect of the uh, establishments caving in and so much corruption and lies has been blatant in our face right now. So in that moment, it's, it's the piece of, yeah, that's the little neutralization I feel that we're here to do. And I feel like that's what I'm here to build is a community of people who are neutralizers or able to handle their parents or older people. So if they have got fear, if they are hateful or, or, there's, or there's apathy or shame or anything activated in those humans, then 
our job more and more of the time now is to neutralize that and to not help them with their hate and say, yeah, he's a this and he's a that. And just really allow all that, in one sense, I'm saying bringing it all home, but we're raising up out of all those energies. Um, Absolutely. That's the, that's the mission. That's, that's what I feel like I really want to step into more of that and, and letting that land. How do you find your message lands? Do you find people find you? Easy. It's just that's the way I mean, it is now. Yeah, I mean, I just I just share myself from my heart, and <clears throat> people can take me or leave me. You know, I, I'm not really fussed anymore, bro. You know, if if people want to want to jump on board this train and 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 ride it into the deepest depths of the universe with me, then jump aboard. If you don't, see you later. My train's gone, man. I'm not waiting around for no yeah. one anymore. Yeah. I, I've gone past the days of come on man jump on board the train come on bro come on man come on you know like no more you know everybody's big bad and ugly enough to look after themselves and all you can do is open your heart shine your light be an example be an inspiration if people want to use your own spark to ignite their own spark and and, and and raise their levels brilliant if they don't i'll just love them still the same and they can just go on their journey you know yeah um there's enough people that that, that want to go on this journey without having to try and fight to bring other people on board. And, and you're never really going to change anyone until they're ready to change anyway. So they have to make those first few steps on their own. And if they're not prepared to make those first few steps, then they're just not ready. Yes, I agree. You know, it's yeah. just, and, and, and as sad as it is, sometimes you think, Oh man, what an opportunity is here. We have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I just look at myself. I wasn't ready at one point same you know mm -hmm. so we're, 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 we're all in our own space doing our own thing and it's perfect for where each and every person is and i think the people that are out protesting the people that are out rioting they're playing their roles perfectly too the people that are trying to mediate the police the army the presidents they're we're, we're all just players in this game and we're all just playing our own parts and it is just the pantomime it is just a game and if you can just kind of rise above it and see it from a spiritual perspective, you know, it's just a joke, you know, and if you can see it as a joke, there's no, no need to take it seriously. Fear disappears, you know, and what's the worst that's ever going to happen? What you get killed, shot, burnt, you know, it'll be over in a few minutes. And then you still ought to be enjoying the last days or hours. So yeah. 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 Whatever happens, man, just enjoy, you know, just enjoy the process. You know, I, like I, I've got this philosophy and it is, when I'm going to depart this world, I want to get out a bottle of champagne. I want my mates. I want the music blaring. I want to be partying. I want to be doing something fun. Maybe it's not music blaring. Maybe it's not drinking champagne. Maybe it's me jumping out of an airplane because I want to skydive or whatever it is. But I want to be having the time of my life when I cross over. I'm not going to be sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to miss you all. I want everyone to celebrate my death. You know, I want to make sure that I've done everything that I possibly can on this planet, had all these experiences so that when I de die, it's the only thing that there's left to do. Yeah. And I want to enjoy the process, cross over and just make my choices afterwards and go wherever I'm going to next. Yeah. Love it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts? I won't, I won't, it's not conspiracy. There's one piece there with the 5G. I'm, I'm, my attitude is fuck 5G and just focus on 5D and becoming more wave, less particle kind of a thing. Like that's, what my instincts is telling me, it, it, it's just, it's too, it's too, the conspiracy of it is too, everybody would die or everybody would melt. So unless people have an antidote or a 
chain or an organite or they have some sort of rock. I just don't feel that the whole conspiracy of 5G is going to do what they said it is going to do. And I do believe that either white hats or light beings or something shuts it down if that's the case, but it doesn't get it doesn't go to where it wants to go. What's your thoughts on 5G? Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of people are scared. About I mean, it. from a 3D level, I mean, it is a weapon. Okay. You know, it can it can change the biology in the human body, um, which will change you know you, you, the way that you absorb oxygen and breathing, and you know it, it's going it will it has the potential to lower your immune system, and if you buy into that, that is what is going to happen. Um, a year or so ago, like I was um, I, I was viewing this land in Madeira before we bought it, and some friends of mine took me up in into the mountains. And at the top of one of these mountains was this massive um, golf ball. It was an RAF scanner um, to scan planes and stuff. And, and, and I looked up online when I got back to see what the gigahertz were. I can't remember what they were, but it was like so many thousands of times stronger than 5G. Anyway, when I was up on this mountain, I stood maybe 30 meters in front of it on this big kind of like, um, like this big like concrete, like rock thing. And I, I just stood like this. And I just, I was tuning into these waves and I was like, right, there must be a way that you can kind of like combat this and, 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 and change this frequency. And at first my head was like, like it, it was really powerful. I could feel the compression and all this sort of stuff. And I sat there for maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and it got a little bit too much. So I was like, right, I need a little breather. So I've gone down, had a drink, um, had a salad, some mango, come back up again. And I've gone back on a right focus, Jerry, focus. And I just started downloading this information. And it was showing me how to, to put these energy and frequency fences up within my own geometrical fields to bounce the frequencies coming off this thing around to transmute them and transduce them down into a frequency that my own physical body could handle. And after a little while, it started to be peaceful. And I was there like, yeah, man, this is okay. Now, it take, it's, it's one of those things where you've got to consciously be on it. You know, it's, it's not one of those that you have to kind of be working with this geometrical field that you're creating around you. There's probably a way of maintaining it uh, once you've set it up, but I didn't really get to that stage. But I managed to make these waves okay for my body. And these were much stronger than 5G. Um, and I started writing about it in this new book that I'm, I'm writing at the moment called Be Superhuman. But we all have the potential and like the ability inside of us to handle any frequency because it is frequency i think we're electronic beings and that is why 5g has the potential to completely screw you up but if you know your own geometry and you know your own mathematics then you can shift what is coming into your space and change the mathematics and the geometry and the flow of information through the field to make it recalibrate with your own fields so that you can bring it into your field and be at one with it. So it doesn't affect you in a negative way. But the, 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 this requires deep inner work to, to be able to kind of, you know, go into those spaces where you can see this stuff and, and, and play with this stuff and read this stuff. But if you're, if, if you're locked into the fear, if you're driving your, your car and you've got your missus and your kids and you eat McDonald's and you think this external reality is all that you've ever got, you're never going to go and do that deep work and be able to kind of accommodate these frequencies. So it, it starts with that inward step of, 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 of stripping yourself down, stripping down the layers of the onion and realizing that you're a powerful multidimensional being in the physical body that has 
infinite abilities. So that's that's so powerful because that's that level of inner work and that level of capabilities. Uh, what what way does the society look like? What way does society look in ten years? Say when we're when we're over using getting into this stuff from a fear based place and we're actually living in. I'm, I'm sure that's what you touch on in that book, which would be exciting. But what what do you see in ten maybe years? Society, five D society. <laughs> mm. Lots of new stuff, lots of new technologies, lots of. I I I know what I've seen when I've been out of my body and 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 and, and travelled through these kind of like transient esoteric multi-dimensional spaces that can be our potential future and the world's beautiful okay. you know it's just peaceful i see communities i see you no know, banking system i see a, a world where the old bar system comes back maybe a more advanced bar system but something where we share and we care and we value each other the same where you know a doctor isn't better than a than you know a school teacher or a, uh, i don't know a caretaker you know like it doesn't matter what role you're playing in society everyone is valued the same a world where the resources are shared equally between all women men and children you know a world where people have remembered that they have their own innate divine abilities to self-heal so they don't hand their power over to any kind of you know external source they don't i mean i, I see a world that in the future there won't even really be that many healers yeah. because we won't need healers because we'll be our own healers because we'll have been the kids will be you know shown from an early age this is how you regulate your own body this is how you regulate your your own uh biology you know this is how you self-heal so you don't actually need to go and see a doctor or a healer or a physiotherapist or anyone you know there might be a few people around for some kind of more serious cases if there is any but you know, people will just have such high immune systems that their body won't, won't break down. People will be living longer. Water supply will be fresh. The air will be clean. You know, we won't be using fossil fuels. We'll be just teleporting, bilocating, you know, all of these abilities that are locked inside of that, those 12 strands of DNA that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, so just a beautiful world, man. Yeah. You know? Community is going to be a big piece, bringing community back, having that whole village to rear to rear a child thing like i'm really longing for that piece of um not the not the whole hippie re reliving that again but just actually people on the same page in the same area because housing estates to me doesn't make sense last five or six years you're just looking at them in a different way they just don't make sense to me anymore nobody knows each other or if they do it's really small talk it's a uh, I, I really feel that like bring on that new world. Do you see that here in 10 years or three years or what, what's your time frame on it? You know what, bro? I really don't know anymore. Okay. I really don't know. If you'd have asked me about five or six years ago, I would have said to you like 2025 to 2030, things would start to, you know, be coming out of the other side of the madness that we're going through. But because things are escalating so fast at the moment, they've got so crazy. Like, I just don't know. I, I know we're going to come through it and I know everything's going to be beautiful. It's just, I don't really, I don't really know how it's going to unfold and when it's going to unfold because at the moment it's like 200 meter sprinters. You've got the two fastest men in the world. They're, 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 they're on, on, on the hundred meters. They're 20 minutes, 20 meters from the finishing line. They're neck and neck, dark and light, you know, 
if if humanity doesn't actually start unifying and, and and standing together very soon and i don't mean by going out and being violent and and and, and all of this protest stuff i mean actually coming together and creating a new way forwards so actually say right okay there's 50 of us here let's all chuck in five grand ten grand let's buy this bit of land let's start building our own little community and let's welcome in a few more people and then someone else goes goes and builds a community and we have our own little financial structures which can merge together some kind of bartering system we actually have to take physical action and start doing this stuff you know if you look at like like airports being closed at the moment. Like I was thinking about this, right? All of the people that run this world are, the hu are humans, right? And they're people that work for other people. If we all just got together and said, you know, this coronavirus is a load of bullshit, okay? All the figures, they're falsified. We're not even sure whether it really exists. Maybe it does on some level, but all of these people aren't dying. Let's just open up the airports. There's got to be people that 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 are on the the on on with a higher level of awareness to understand that we can actually run this world without the powers that be. We could just open the airports, open the transport companies, get all the farms going, get everything that we need for food, travel, get it all working. We don't need anyone to tell us what to do or not to do. We've just got to go and do it. You know, passport control. We'll chuck it out the window. We don't need passports. You know, we're just, we're, 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 you know, speak to <laughs> on, on, on what other planet in the, in the galaxy did they get it and start drawing lines all over it and saying, right, this bit's ours, that bit's yours, this bit's yours, this is Iraq, this is England, this is Ireland. Nowhere. You know, everywhere is just, if people are free to travel, beings are free to travel. But here on Earth, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's manipulation, control, division. But we have the choice just to say no to that stuff and create a better world now. But if we, if we keep sitting down and praying and thinking, I just hope this stuff goes away. No, no, I just said. The noose is just going to get tighter. Yeah. And then eventually, boom, we're, we're dead. Yeah. Or, or we're, we're enslaved. Oh, Billy Gates is stuck. Is, is, is it Lucifer in our arms? And, yes. you know. That's, I mean, that's the thing that's where i'm at like the whole like when I, i'm just playing with the words mint and in power in power like we don't need to be standing on any street with any placard to be in power and to just say no we're not doing it like that anymore it seems like it's so far away but i do really believe and see so many of us now that have that same like passport i noticed all those questions coming to me when i'm pulling into airports and all over the years and i think there's so many of us who've been having those thoughts and feelings that like bring it on you you had an experience with the free uh what what happened to you was it when you came back from new zealand they start giving you shits did you run into a bit of trouble um what happened is when i came back from new zealand um i got arrested um for conspiracy to defraud the bank of scotland and holding a false passport and it was from something that happened in 2007 before i went to new zealand um so i ended up going on a bit of a journey because you know, I was looking at prison time, all this sort of stuff. So I, I ended up speaking to a friend who introduced me to a friend who was, um, he was a lawyer. He went to law school. He studied it, but he saw the corruption. So he dropped out. And funnily enough, right, this guy, I mean, he was from South Africa and he dropped out of law school and decided to smuggle drugs. <laughs> so he ended up getting caught with a, a shed load of coke and um, he was in, he was in court. 
and he was looking at a long time, like 15, 20 years. And anyway, when he went into court, they, they, offered, they gave him the Bible and said, you know, do you swear to hold the, to speak the truth, the truth and nothing about the truth, blah, blah, blah. And um, he said, yeah. And they went to take the Bible away and he grabbed it and he said, I'll keep that. Thank you. And anyway, he used the Bible in court to defend himself and he walked out. You know, it's just, he, he's obviously, he, not, he knew the game inside out because he'd studied law and a very intelligent man. Um, but anyway, I got introduced to this guy and he showed me how to go through the court system, how to defend yourself, how to kind of combat the, the, the corruption that they enforce um, on our estates, on our land, on our bodies through the birth certificate and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, I ended up, um, they dropped one of the charges because of some of the evidence that was given to me. And, um, and then the, the, the other charge, the, um, the passport charge, I ended up going to court. And when, when I was in court, one of the judges walked out and she had wings on her back. And um, she winked at me and I was like, I'm gonna get away with this. And uh, anyway, I was in the dark and they, they made me look really bad. I gave my side of the story and they just came back out and said, you know, we've deliberated and we can see you're a changed man, you're, you're free to go. See you later. And that was it. And I was like, Phew. you know, they just let me off. But I took that free man approach. I took that kind of sovereign estate approach and, you know, defended myself as a free man of the land and not as cattle or chattel or, you know, a, a corporation that is owned by the government because that's what everyone is with their birth certificate. They're a corporation, you know, they're owned by the state. But if you can kind of step outside of that, then, you know, you've got a way forwards. You know, but again, it takes a little bit of training because most people are trained how to be slaves and they're not trained how to be free. You know, but right now, one of the most important things that people can do on this planet is to, is to really declare their divine sovereignty and realize that we are the trustee, the beneficiary and the executor of our own estate. And that not in the crown of England, the Vatican, you know, Washington, all of these, you know, the triple crown, all of these elements of society, they don't own us. But the reason they think they can come and put um, vaccines in our arms is because they think they own our bodies. Like our, our land, our physical body is registered on the land registry. So, you know, it, 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 in, it, on one hand, they do own us. But we've, we're, we're, we're oblivious to this. But when people have become aware of this stuff, they can actually say, no, I didn't agree to this. I was like, two weeks old when my parents signed me up for this shit you know i had no kind of recollection of it no 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 education no 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 one made me aware of it so i'm rescinding this i'm, I'm rebutting this you know take it back it's, you you no longer own me people have the the the, the rights to make that stand and to make that choice but if people don't know that that choice is available and that they're actually slaves then how can you walk out of prison if you don't know you're a slave if you don't know you're being enslaved how can you stop being a slave you know, and well, it's so it's so powerful. You're, you're speaking about the passports and the and the whole man-made society, and then the whole legalities. I really appreciate your honesty and going and just and, and scraping that because the more it goes out into the world, the more people hear it. Because there's that part where sometimes you can feel like an asshole. Like I've been doing it a little bit because I have learned it and I've seen how the police have treated me growing up. And as soon as you kind of answer one question and agree to be Mister Jonathan Fitzsimmons, all of a sudden you're engaged in this whole bureaucracy of this whole system so the more i looked into it and the more i realized my own power and i don't have to I, am i obligated to answer you and 
that again can be twisted and used anti-socially, but when it's actually used from a sovereign place like you're speaking over here, that to me, that really excites me. How do you feel about seeing that or teaching that or even putting that message out there for, for younger people to not take advantage of and do legal shit, more so to actually just embody their power and realize, because sometimes the, the yellow jacket can just make something happen in your system. You pull up at the yellow jackets and they're all there and you, you know that you're a sovereign being, you know that you're free, and you know that you don't have... I used an example where she says to me just recently, where are you off to? And he says, Gard, uh, who decides what's essential for me? She says, certainly not me anyway. I said, exactly. And we were back and forward. I recorded it. I recorded the, foot, the footage. She basically hadn't got a clue what she was talking about. She, most of them don't have a clue what they're talking about. As soon as you answer back and I say, well, who decided that for me? She says, well, it certainly wasn't me anyway. And then she mentioned the, the, the prime minister's name. And I says, but that's just an act that he, that he put in. So she says, you know, just as much as I do, no other man can tell any other man on, or woman on the planet where, where or not they can't go. And she's just bamboozled and broken up. But there's a party that's, I don't know, for me, it was like breaking apart of society, a fearful place. You see the yellow jacket, and then all of a sudden this, this stabilization happens, and you become equal again. And then actually realize this woman doesn't even really know what she's doing, or, or, or she actually has more fear or worry or apprehension about what's going on than I do in this moment than she's supposed to be providing and service and so it's a, it's a very interesting thing i want i want to be mindful myself that i don't get into the just being abrupt for no reason but then also being in your power means being in your power and sometimes you've got to look a little bit like that do you know what i'm saying i think so it comes down to confidence too if you, yeah. if, if you're if you if you know that, that how to to, to to be sovereign then you can be sovereign but it's very easy to come unstuck if you if you try and half play the game so you've either got to play it or not play it so you've got to arm yourself with the knowledge and then you can go out and you can speak to these people because they, they don't have any consent over us unless we give them that consent you know and, and like the like the, like the, jackets, the, the sirens they're all they all carry a frequency and those frequencies is the ascent to, to make you feel jaggedy and and destabilize your own frequency so you go into that bit of fear you know, they put those, those, those sirens on. Most people shit themselves, you know? Yeah. But they're just humans in a costume. Yes. That's all it is, yes. you know? And they, they, they bleed like we do. And we should, you know, just treat them like human beings, not like, you know, officers of the state. Um, but, but try and educate them at the same time. Yes. Because by standing up and saying, listen, what you're doing is you're committing a crime. You know, unless I've killed someone, Unless I've stolen from someone or put someone in, under duress, you know, they're, they're the laws of the land. They're divine cosmic laws. If you've not broken those, you've not committed a crime. You've not broken the law. So it's about educating them. And, and, and most of them won't, won't hear it. But at least you can keep, you know, trying and drilling it into their consciousness. And as long as you don't consent, there's nothing they can do. And, and if they do um, continue to, to enforce their legal, illegal statutes on you and treat you like chattel, then you can press charges against them, you know. And if you if you if you have a divine sovereign decree, um, which is something that we're we're, we're kind of um, I'm working with a team of people. It's funnily enough, some of them are in Ireland, and um, you can actually get get your divine sovereign decree. And it's a piece of uh, it's a document that you can show to agents of the state, and it's like a defense tool against anyone that wants to kind of come and stick a needle in your arm or try and do something to you that, you know, 
some kind of made up act or statue or whatever you want to call it. Yes, very yeah. interesting in that. Yeah, yeah. It's mad how we got so far away from normality, isn't it? When you look at something like that, like you have to consent, isn't it? Isn't it amazing to actually look at the last couple of hundred years or whatever of the prisons and what they done with people and where they pushed them and it's all small, powerless men, mostly men, that that done that. But isn't it mad how far away from the law of the land we got? How conditioned I mean, reality is just so out of whack at the moment. <laughs> You know, in terms of you know where we should be, it's crazy. But 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 the thing is, we allowed this to happen. We as people, we as humans, we as sovereigns, we allowed these other people to take our freedoms away from us. Hmm. And we're the masses. You know, there's there's billions of us, and there's maybe I don't know tens or hundreds and thousands of them. You know, we are the masses, and if we do stand together, there's nothing they can do. Yes. Yeah, I love it. How old is your kids, Jerry? How many? Have, uh, how many my daughter's have? 17, my son's 15. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did that bring you on a bit of a journey? So that's in and around the same time, 2006, 2014? My daughter, my daughter was born in 2002 and my son was born in 2004. Nice. So they, they were born before I started my spiritual journey. Um, so I was a little bit different then and, um, they've kind of grown into this journey with me. I mean, at, at, at the first few years, I mean, I loved my kids, but I was one of those dads that was kind of like, you know, kind of strict in a way to start with. And I, and I, I believed in all the things that I was being shown in the external reality. So, you know, I sent my kids to school to start with and all this sort of stuff. And, and then I woke up and I pulled them out of school and started homeschooling them and, and that sort of thing. So they, they've kind of been on this journey with me. I mean, my kids are free. I mean, my, my, I split with my missus about four years ago and, um, my kids stayed with me. So they've, you know, it's just been me and the kids. So they've traveled a lot with me. There's been times when I've just left them. They, 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 they've been at home on their own, just looking after themselves for a couple of weeks. I've had to go and do some workshops. You know, they're, they're very wise. They're very, they're completely able to kind of be in this world. Even if I died tomorrow, they'll be okay. So yeah, they're strong, powerful kids. Both of them can heal um yeah they know who they are they don't put up with any shit and 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 you know they know their rights you know so yeah yeah and they're my greatest teachers man like they've helped me so much man over these last few years yeah yeah unbelievable that's why that's where that question comes from for me i have a seven-year-old boy five-year-old daughter and a three-year-old well the boys are nearly seven and three but it's seven five three this year and uh, that's where a lot of my learning has come from. I've been unlearning stuff, learning stuff, take the planet, and then I'm realizing I don't want to put this on here. And then I'm realizing, Jesus, I'm never going to know what you know right now with the with just your presence, just your essence, just your curiosity, your innocence. And a lot to be said for that, yeah. yeah. And then we're in good hands, hey, for the next generation. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And and that's one of the reasons that you know one of the main reasons and probably is it's the main reason i mean there are other reasons but it's the main main reason that i do what i do with star magic and all the people that are involved in it do what we do and it's because we want to build a platform for the children you know with these healing centers there's so many kids that have amazing abilities but they're shut down you know i, I deal with a lot of kids parents in the uk that come to me because their kids have been taken off stuck into some kind of facility home drugged up demonized you know messed up basically and sent back to the parents because the kids were showing really advanced signs of esoteric abilities whatever it was so they're taken off 
dismantled and sent back to their parents in, 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 in a horrible fashion. And so I work with a lot of these kids. And so what I want to do with, with these Star Magic Healing Centers is have these facilities where the kids can come in and it can just be a creative playground for them so they can express themselves in whichever way they want to express themselves, share their gifts with us, adults, other kids, share it between themselves and hopefully create a scenario where the kids are teaching us. They're showing us all these amazing abilities that are coming from other planets and other star systems that they're birthing into Earth right now so we can make this world a better place with them. I mean, there's some amazing kids coming down there. Well, Their whole energy systems are different. They only know love. You can't manipulate them. And these new kids are the ones that are really going to transform humanity. So we have to create a platform that's safe for them to be. So with the star magic facilities that we're going to build, you know, this is going to be a, a reason that we're doing it because, you know, we can take in thousands of kids and, you know, they can just sh start showing us the way forward. I, I, I envisage adults sat in the classrooms and kids up at the front saying, right, you know, these little two, three, four, five-year-olds showing us what to do, you know? Yeah. And we're like, yep. Yeah. You know, listening <laughs> and, and doing what they're saying because they got the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. 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 How far along with, with those things are you, Jerry? Or how can can one contribute to those things? Is that all on your website? I didn't know the aspect of your centers coming yeah, up. Yeah, so like um it's not like public really. Um, I mean people know about it because I've told people about it in our workshops and stuff, but we only bought the first bit of land in Madeira last year. We've met with architects, all that sort of stuff. We've met with all the people in that will will uh, that will need on our side to get make sure this thing happens. But then obviously this coronavirus thing kicked off a few months ago and um, it's just kind of just, it all came to a grinding halt. So um, yeah, I mean, we'll, you know, hopefully soon in the next, however long it's going to be, we can start getting people together again. And yeah, we were just about to do topography reports, clear the land and that sort of stuff. Um, but it all came to a stop. So yeah, um, this bit of land that we're going to buy in Romania in a couple of weeks, that's actually got some property on it already. So I'm thinking that and it's, a, it's a much easier piece of terrain to build on. Um, so we might even just um, start building on there straight away and um, use the existing buildings combined with the new ones. And may, maybe in the next year that'll be finished, you know. So, yeah, I'm eager to get out there and, and, and get that sorted because that, that'll be an easier thing to put together than, than the Madeira one. Do you want to live on site on at least one? Or, yeah, I, I will do. What's, yeah. What's the What's the big vision? Like you got classrooms, you got healing centers, retreats. Live. Yeah, there. I mean, it, it'll be a place for. I mean, it, it'll be there'll be horse riding stables, there'll be uh, meditation gardens, there'll be libraries, there'll be a gym, there'll be everything. There'll be cooking facilities. You know, um, we'll be having all sorts of different kind of classes, trainings, not just healing, but teaching people how to cook. There'll be foraging. There'll be everything to kind of live off the grid and just be a, a self fully a self-sustainable community um it will be a place for people to come together some people might just come and use the gym facilities you know but it'll it, it have everything there you know i've i've mapped out the kind of like the, the the scheme on paper and all the components to it and it's just going to have everything everything that you need to heal you know from everything that goes into your mouth to all different types of healing and There'll be saunas, you know, um, massage facilities, just everything, man. Big, big conference centers so people can come and run their workshops and trainings there if they want to and, and rent out the facilities. They're all, they're, they're all going to be on very specific ley lines around certain parts of the Christ consciousness grid, all hooked into 
you know, um, potent, potent like batteries within the planet. So the power that comes out of these places will be be phenomenal. Next level, conscious. I, I love it. Next level. That's a whole new level. How how far away do you reckon? Where do you reckon humanity started to get really distorted? I just have a, a curious thought of like after say two three hundred years ago, say my grandfather's grandfather. After that, history to me is broke because we know internet. We only had TV and radio and maybe a bit of black and white TV, but radio and newspapers. So the information was extremely uh, limited or shallow. That was one of my, when I found Napoleon Hill wrote in 1930, I'm like, how is this stuff not in my classroom? Why am I learning this stuff in school? And then I would kind of look and then you get to a point where you go, everything's completely distorted and there's a narrative given. So I don't think that that's, that, 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 that's too long. And I'd like to know what your thoughts are on that and, because before that you have Egypt, no, no builder alive today can build a pyramid in as with, with the accuracy that, that has been built all them years yeah, ago. I mean, it's so mysterious. There's so yeah, much. I mean, the, the base of the pyramid is something like 13 square miles, you know, and they've, they've built it around to, to, to the top of it being in like quarter of an inch or something of, 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 the, of the, 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 the stones coming together and the stones got God knows how many tons each. But yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. And I, I, when I've been to Egypt a few times and when I've been there and I've, I've seen like how they cut these stones, like you could, uh, what, what I saw when I was there, um, not last time, the time before we went to this one sacred site and I could see these beings with lasers coming out of their pineal glands, cutting through stone, like, zzz, like that. And the stone was just coming apart and accurate, flat. So... I feel that the technology that was used then were the beings that built it themselves. They didn't have cranes and shit. They were the technology. I think that's common like, sense, to be honest. Yeah. It had to be. To just, like, no way of explaining that something like that had to do. I did a force one to give me a visual on what exactly it was. Well, I definitely agree with you. Absolutely, man. Like, you know, we are the technology. We're soul technology. We're energy. And we can, we can do all of these things. I mean... You know, we've got the potential and the capability to, to levitate any kind of uh, weight and volume. You know, it's just that we've forgotten this knowledge, you know. And, and, and that's another reason I say to people that I've got nothing I can teach you. I can only help you remember. And, and the part that I'm helping people remember is how to heal, you know, and how to discover their power that way. Oh, there, there'll be other teachers that teach people telekinesis and biolocation and all this sort of stuff. They're going to come. They're going to step forwards. Um, it's it's, it's going to happen real soon. I feel it. But in terms of like history, I mean, even if you go back to like pre-Atlantis, you know, the, like human history is completely manufactured. And even if you go back to when, 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 when beings first came to this earth, like humans were a slave race. We were put here on this earth. Uh, at, one, at one point, we had crystal salt water flowing through our bodies. We were crystalline beings. And when they wanted to use us as a slave race they changed things they manipulated us they spliced dna and and they shifted consciousness into a lower vibrational state and then we came into these kind of earthly bodies where we had like iron core blood flowing through our veins you know everything has shifted and changed the manipulation goes back way 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 back you know and and it's just it's just come in different waves throughout human history and as technology's kind of increased um they've just become smarter and clever and and they've been able to refine their control because of the technology that's available 
but things like Think and Grow Rich and these kind of books, they're amazing. But the reason they're not in classrooms is because they're going to help people discover their power. Yes. You know, I remember the first book that I got um, that I kind of read that was anything to do with like the mind or spirituality or consciousness was a book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And uh, I got given it by Bob Proctor in 2004. Um, uh, a sales team that I was involved in, um, a company, they, they hired him to come to um, train this sales team. And he ended up giving me this copy of this book. And this book, I was fascinated by it. And it was just before I started my spiritual journey. And I was just like reading this book and it was talking about the, the mind like a garden and you've got to weed out the improper thoughts. And, you know, it was talking about self-control is strength and right thought is mastery, calmness is power, all of this sort of stuff. And, and I, I still read that book to this day. It's like one of, it's, it's just an, an all-time favorite. But if I'd have been given that, like when I was at school, I don't know where I'd be now. I'd be so much more advanced. And so would all the other kids if they weren't just told stories about, you know, bullshit stuff, <laughs> you know, why, why not give them the knowledge that is actually going to help them become advanced? And the reason is obvious because they won't be able to control them. Yeah. Now, if they don't like we go to school to learn information, to regurgitate it, to pass exams so we can go out into the world and get a job, work for someone else and be good little humans. So we fit into society, pay our taxes and listen to the blue lights when they pull up behind us and shit ourselves. Yeah. But if they started giving us books like this, we'd be like, no way am I buying into that. Yeah. I'm going to go and create my own business and my own wealth. And, and I'm going to be powerful in the way that I want to be powerful. Yeah. I'm not going to be some subservient little being that is just going to play along in this you know, great pantomime and, and help you live your dreams, be some kind of energy source for you and these demonic beings that control you. No, I'm going to step into my power and do something different. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been controlled for millions and millions. I see what you're saying. Fine-tuned control, with the, 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 whether it was the paper or whatever they added to fine-tune and close down communities. And then when, when, when people get old, I kind of finish with them. You can see the manufacturing side of, I can see manufacturing. It's almost like just running the, running the planet like, a, like, a, like one big company or one big production line. 100%. We, we are like, you know... Um, it's like we're all glass bottles in a factory and, and and you know they're just there's there's billions of these glass bottles going down this conveyor belt and they're just putting the milk in putting the silver top on top putting them into the packages and it's just all us lot you know we're just fitting into this seamless system yeah you know and, and as soon as you give someone think and grow rich or some kind of other book or some kind of piece of knowledge they'll be like fuck that i don't want to be a bottle of milk yeah. i'm jumping out of the packet taking my top off pouring the milk out of my bottle and yeah. i'm gonna shatter myself on the floor Just over, then, yeah, yeah remold myself into something else yeah huh? <laughs> that's what i think when you talk about grid lines and you talk about you look at the pyramids just from a, just from an objective perspective for for a moment you look at the school and the way you just described it what would happen if you get this type of information you just look at that stuff objectively and then you look at the history of Ireland. Like I'm fascinated by the history of Ireland. Um, just, just, just boring questions and boring. There's so much mystery here. I feel that's not written about because they didn't write history back then. They wrote stories and yeah. what's, what's the word? Legends or myths that then came to fruition. I feel like it was the other way around. They wrote stuff that then happened as opposed to looking at history and writing about what what version of Utah happened. So, yeah. 
75 years that the Bible was written after Jesus, was it something like that? I don't know, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 oh, oh, I mean, the Bible itself and the Quran and all of these kind of esoteric books, they all feel to me. I mean, I've, I've read like bits of the Bible and I've I've been told like like translated bits from from other scriptures. And, and when you look at all of it, it all comes down to the same thing. It's just love. You know, they all believe in this God, this energy, which is love. And, and, and but they're all fighting, saying that one's better than the other or, you know, Muslims better than Christians or whatever it is. It's all just bollocks, you know. It's At the end of the day, logic. you know, we, yeah. we we all want the same thing. No one actually really wants to harm each other or kill each other. No. You know, and wherever you go in the world, it's very rare you see someone that actually wants to cause you harm. Most people just want to say, "Hey, how you doing, bro? Where are you from? You know, tell me about your country. Yeah. Let's have a cup of tea. Let's share." It's very rare that people actually want to hurt you and kill you and and, and decapitate you and you behead you or whatever it is. You know, just that's all madness that the media portrays. Yes. To divide us, to make us scared of each other. Yeah. No, and, and now they've got us scared of each other for a different reason because there's some kind of illness. And if, if we cough onto someone else, they, they might give us something that can kill us. Mm-hmm. You know, so people are scared in a different way now. But it's all and, that's, and, that, yeah. and that still defies our logic. It actually all defies our logic because, you know, hindsight's going to be with 2020s hindsight. But a lot of this year, when we look back and see um, some of the other grey areas of loneliness and, and old dudes not being able to get to, the, to their mates in the pub and have the crack and just live the way they've lived. There's so much of so much compassion or empathy in that in, in, in areas of, 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 of that archetype or a lot of my where I come from that would be life, you know, football, bar, stuff like that. And then it's like nobody's really giving a shit about these guys right now. Nobody's really Nobody's nobody's addressing that loneliness or lack of connection or not being able like the inability to have the point or, or watch the football and the, all of this stuff defies all logic. There's very little logic or sense in, in in any of this stuff. And as you as you're kind of bringing me to the zoomed out perspective of all of this stuff, we're in so much nonsense. It should actually catapult us into some level of normality and a back on to understandings. Yeah. If people can just step back from the chaos and just go into their heart and just be still for a moment and just actually observe what is happening, you'll see the craziness in everything. And you're like, this isn't right. If it's not right, what actually would be right? Okay, this is what would be right. So how can I make this happen? Maybe I can speak to John and and, and, and Gillian. And, and whoever, and, and, and maybe we can just get together and, and, and maybe go and create something that would actually be brilliant for us to, to, to be involved in a community, whatever it is, where people can just be happy, you know, looked after, nurtured, cared for, you know, and, and, and we can do this. There's so much land out there on this planet, you know, we're not running out of resources. There's no. so much resource. So why don't we just go and get some bits of land and start building our own little communities and inviting other people to join us? You know, in, 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 in numbers, we're strong. Yes. So let's get together in these numbers and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this, this is what I plan to do. When we, when we get this bit of land in Romania, I'm going to start building on it. And, and, and if people want to come and join in and, and live there and help build and muck in, they, they can come, you know, and we'll just, we'll just start creating this kind of community, man. Yes, I'm fully with you. I'm fully. I've been literally talking to Natasha about that um, the last couple of weeks. I've been being one of the first movers. I've just I've been looking at places in the north of Spain. You know, absolute mansions for two and a half grand, with 
pear tree, apple tree, walnut tree, all just on the land. And you've got like eight bedrooms, indoor pools. And I'm like, just we move, then another couple, maybe another baby, just 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 be the ones who kind of start moving that. And I just noticed there a second ago when I said that to you, you used to drop into your heart. And I was going to track in two questions, three questions, five questions in, about 15, 20 seconds later, you're just gone into creation. You're gone into solution orientation. You're not bogged down in the madness. It's mad. Yeah. I really feel that this is going to be powerful when it goes out. That, that, that something as simple as that is overlooked, underutilized. Being here now, but you, you you know what it is, bro. Like the, the the thing is, like we're talking about. Okay, let's let let us go and make these little communities, right? And it is so simple. But the problem with humanity is they are lazy, and they've handed their power over to governments and archetypal figures and churches for so long that it's ingrained into their DNA that they need someone to do it for them. So for the actual, you know the thought process and, and, and whatever happens inside of the brain and the body to make them come to that decision to say, listen, let's go and do this. I mean, they're so far away from that on one hand, you know, because it's, it's so foreign for them because, you know, they just, they, they go there nine to five, they come home, food's on the table, wife's cooked it, watch a bit of TV, have a couple of beers, smoke a cigarette or a cigar. I don't know. Go, go to bed, have sex, wake up in the morning, go and do it all over again with, with, with the thought of just get my mortgage paid. I'll retire at 60. I'll live out the last few years. It's in, in their minds, they're being programmed. It's all on a plate for them. So no one, no, no one takes responsibility and says, okay, I'm going to go and make this decision today and I'm going to see if my mates want to get involved. And if they don't, I'm going to go and do it anyway. And, and, and I'll keep working the plan until other people want to join in and expand it with me and make that decision. People aren't brave enough and courageous enough to go and do that. Now I'm not saying everybody, cause there's loads of people that are, but we need to, more people need to have this kind of thought train and start taking this action to go and do it. Because whilst you're living on the grid, you need the electric supply. You need them. You need the money. You need the bank to store your money. You need all of these things that they put in place to manipulate you and control you. Once you step outside of that and you don't need that, there's actually nothing they can do to you. Yeah. You know, if you don't need their electric and you don't need their banking system, you're free. I hear you. It's the, com the comfortability free. trap. Okay, the comfortability trap. Yeah. I think that's been broken for a lot of people in this time right now. But that comfortability trap. Like my journey, I had to hit. I had to hit different places for me to really grasp and get a hold of all of this stuff to be here now. I suppose, but yeah, that comfortability trap is um, is the way you describe that usual seven day cycle or twelve month cycle. You know, winging and and wishing for the two weeks off at Christmas and then saying, "Oh fuck, get me back." Bit of normality. I'm I'm not eating too much chocolate and it's not a judgmental thing. We all go through all of this stuff. It's just actually so weird. And backwards, you know, and, and that's really and, and, and a couple of simple questions like you just uh, showed there a few minutes ago can pull you off. Well, do I want this? Could I do it differently? Okay, can I change it? Okay, I can change it. Well, then I'll accept it. And that little bit of conversation and how, how and the difference that that makes, I suppose. But in the beginning, it's going to take a lot of work. Hey? It's a lot of effort and a lot of energy to actually see and recognize how much noise or nonsense is actually swirling around in our. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and taking the action in the first place. Yeah. You know, to start something new is never easy. 
and it's like um, it's like a, a space rocket. It takes the same amount of fuel to get it from the ground to, to to orbit as it does to fly it around the world. Like so many times, I can't remember how many times it is. But you know, from here to orbit, it's not that far. But around the world, is real far. And it just it's just that getting going. It's that breaking through. It's that getting it off the ground. It's that making that decision just to go. And up you go, you know, and then you're off. And then once you've broken through, it starts to flow. But you've got to break through those initial barriers. And that's going to be family and friends telling you're crazy. The, the, the system saying that you're not going to survive without us. All these thoughts in your head. Will I make it? What happens if I lose my job? What if this? What if that? You've got to battle all of this inner stuff, you know? What yes. if it doesn't work out? What if it does work out and I can't handle it? All of these kind of things you've got to play with. And that's why it's just that getting going. You can't have these thoughts. You've just got to just, you just got to go. You've got to make that decision and step forwards and don't look back. Burn the bridges like Napoleon Hill, man. Burn the boats, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Wise words. And then you get to really see them. I've, I've stopped and started. And even right now, I'm really penetrating at another level of actually stepping into this work fully, coming from construction and different stuff. So when you're saying that, you can really see it. It's all the bricks on your feet. Disbelief, this doubt, this, this person, this environment. All trying to pull at your feet. Of, the, of, of your rocket yeah and no, i love that that's powerful it's like it, trying to trying to like sail a boat away from the harbor whilst it's still it's still yeah like tied or anchored and then you know, trying to, like, yeah trying to get a hot air balloon off the ground whilst you've got 100 sandbags like attached to it unless you chop those ropes man you're not gonna fly yeah. so you know you've got you've got to be brave enough to step away from what you know and into the unknown and, and then you've got a chance but whilst you're staying in that safe harbour of the known, you're screwed. Yeah. And, and even, though it's, even though it's not that comfortable, it's familiar. And we just kind of so much like deeply, I've, I've talked to Justina on episode one of this. She was saying like that, that, that fear is the cutting off of a tribe. Even though you know you're going on a different path and you know everything is as it should be, there's a real deep fear there of being cut off or losing connection with the people who you grew up with. Mm. When, it comes to, when it comes to that actual jump. And stop so yeah. many people. But you know, you've got to make space in your life for new people. We watch all the old people are in your life. There is no space for anyone new. Yeah. And, and and the new people that are going to come into your life, you might get on with them a lot better. They might be on your frequency, you know, and and, and you know, you'll be able to build things with them and 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 you know, the people that you, you had in the past, you'll realize they were just there to teach you a few things at the time, but then there's nothing else for them to teach you. So you just gotta move on. Yes. No love lost, just respect and compassion, and off you go. Yes, I think the first 30 years of practice, I'm 23 this year, but I feel like the first 30 years or so was just a little uh, practice, right? Yeah, yeah, setting yeah. you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a natural end there, Jerry, my friend. I think that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful conversation. I'm excited to put that out. I, th I feel that the, the message behind this and the intention is empowered. That's what they call it, is to be empowered, find free and be yourself. Take Peeling back layers of the onions, just and then by having conversation like this, I trust that there's um, some nuggets there for, for some people who are asking these questions. Amazing, bro. Thanks for having me, man. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. It is very good. I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you. Your, your website is starmagichealing.com. It is, yeah. Starmagichealing.com. And then Jerry Sargent on, or Sergeant Jerry on Instagram. Mainly. Yeah, and that's, it's at starmagichealing.com on YouTube. It's uh, Star Magic Healing on Facebook. Yeah, and Sergeant Jerry on Instagram. But if you go to starmagichealing.com, all of the social networks are on there anyway. 
I love the vibe on your site, man. I've 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 been on there. I've done a few months back, about six months ago. I've done a few months of it, and it was um very very powerful imagery, very very powerful graphics. I'm actually wanting to get back involved in that community. Stay in touch with what you're doing yourself. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you, brother. Yes, I will see you Take soon. Care. I'll do. Peace and love, man. Peace.